Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Praise the Most High for you all joining us this morning for our um, weekly Torah class. Um, praise, praise Yah. We're gonna be, we're gonna be today. Our Torah class is gonna be um, our Torah portion is gonna be from the Book of Exodus, uh, thirty, uh, beginning at verse eleven through thirty-four and thirty-five. First Kings eighteen one through thirty-nine, and Second Corinthians three one through eight. We're going to talk about Moshe and um, especially him seeing Yah's glory. And also dealing with uh, the terms that Yah wants us to approach him. Because we must understand that we have to approach Yah on his terms, not how we think we should do it. So we're going to just begin with a word of prayer. And we're going to um, go ahead and get started to our lesson. Yah, we thank you this morning. We praise you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness and your loving kindness. Hallelujah. Thank you for this Shabbat day, this Sabbath day, a day of rest. We can rest in you, Yah. We can reflect on the things that, that you've done, just worship you for who you are, for you are awesome. And and, and most of all, Yah, we just thank you for Yeshua HaMashiach, for him giving this life on our behalf, Yah, and that we can be reconciled to you, and that we can have that, that faith in you, trust in you, and walk in obedience toward you. Uh, Yah, we thank you for the rule of HaKodesh that you were leading and guide us into all truth that you put your Torah on our inward parts, that you can cause us to know you, convict us of sin, help us to walk in obedience to your word. We pray, Yah, that you will forgive us this morning of all the things that we've done, all the sins that we've done against you, Yah, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. We pray for your forgiveness, and we forgive those who have sinned against us. And we pray, Yah, that you will help us to continue to walk and righteousness and holiness and continue to experience your grace and not take it for granted or abuse it, but walk in holiness and righteousness and understand that your grace that you've given us should, should cause us to deny ungodliness. So, Yah, I pray and ask you this morning also that you would convict us of sin, leading God to our truth, increase our trust in you. For we know that trust comes by hearing and hearing by your word. So we pray that you would help us to grow in our trust. We pray that you would just continue to move on on our behalf, help us just to know who you are, to have an intimate relationship. We pray these things in Yeshua the Mashiach's name. Amen. Amen. So, praise the Most High for His goodness. <clears throat> We're going to begin with Exodus 30, uh, beginning at verse 11 this morning. It says, Yahuwah said to Moshe, When you take a census of the people of Israel and register them, uh, each upon registration is to pay a ransom for his life to Yahuwah to avoid any outbreak of plague among them during the time of the census. Everyone, everyone subject to the census is to pay an offering to Yahuwah half a shekel or one-fifth of an ounce of silver by the standard of the sanctuary shekel, and a shekel equals 20 garas. Everyone over 20 years of age is subject to the census subject to the census is to give this offering to Yahuwah. The rich are not to give more or the poor less than the half shekel when Yahuwah's, when giving Yahuwah's offering to atone for your lives. You are to take the atonement money from the people of Israel and use it for the service in the tent of meeting so that it will be a reminder of the people of Israel before Yahuwah to atone for your lives. <clears throat> Yahuwah said to Moshe, you are to make a basin bronze, a basin of bronze and a base of bronze for washing. Place it between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. 
Aharon and his sons will wash their hands and their feet there. When they enter the tent of meeting, they are to wash with water so that they won't die. Also, when they approach the altar to minister by, by burning an offering for Yahuwah, they are to wash their hands and feet so they won't die. This is to be a perpetual law for them throughout all their generations. Yahuwah said to Moshe, take the best spices, 500 shekels of mirror, and that's 12 and a half pounds, half this amount, 250 shekels of Aramaic basin, that's six and a quarter, uh, one quarter pounds, and 250 shekels of Aramaic cane, or 500 shekels of cassia, use the sanctuary standards, and one gallon of olive oil, and make them into a holy anointed oil, blend it all, perfume it, as would an extra perfume maker. It would be a holy anointing oil. Use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the table and all its utensils, the menorah and all its utensils, the incense altar, the altar for burnt offering and all its utensils, and the basin with its base. You are to consecrate them. They will be especially holy, and whoever touches them will be holy. Then you are to anoint Aharon and his sons, you are to consecrate them to serve me in office of Kohen, or office of priest. Tell the people of Israel, this is to be a holy anointing oil for me through all your generations. It is not to be used for anointing the person's body, and you are not to make any like it with the same composition or ingredients. It is holy, and you are to treat it as holy. Whoever makes any like it or uses it on any unauthorized person is to be cut off from his people. Yahuwah said to Moshe, Take Aramaic plant seed substance, balsam, racine, sweet, onyaka root, and bitter galbonium gum, these spices along with the frankincense, all in equal quantities, and make incense, blended and perfumed, as with an expert perfume maker, salted, pure, and holy. You are to grind up some of its very finely some of it, it very finely, finely, and put it in front of the testimony in the tent of meeting where I meet with you. You are to regard it as especially holy. You are to make for your own use any incense like it. You are not to make for your own use any incense like it with the same composition of ingredients. You are to treat it as holy for Yahuwah. Whoever makes up any like it is to use as perfume. To use the scriptures to be cut off from his people. Amen. The first thing I, the first thing I want to address before I go back to verse 11, where we started from, is, is just talk about the anointing oil. Because this is important. It says, the anointing oil, this is to be a holy anointing oil for me to all your generations. It is not to be used for anointing people's body. And you are not to make any like it with the same composition of ingredients. It is holy and you are to treat it as holy. Whoever makes any like it or uses it on any unauthorized person is to be cut off from his people. Now, the reason I reread that and I want to address that is, is, is to talk about people sell this. this, this. I've seen on TV uh, many people, especially Christian pastors, who mar market this, who, who sell this. You know, to anoint people, and, and, and according to the Most High, you're not supposed to make anything like it or put it on anybody's body. 
But what we've done, I think, is, is that we've kind of forgotten who we are or we really don't take heed to what the word says, you know, or we consider Yah as being obsolete. And so we disobey him, not understanding the consequences of disobeying Yah. There's going, going to be a punishment. There's going to be some reckoning, some dealing with. So if you know anybody or even if you yourself have made this, this oil out of these ingredients, and, and are using this to anoint people, stop. <laughs> stop right now and, and turn from that and ask y'all to forgive you. The same thing with the, with the incense. Uh, it's, talking about, it's talking about the incense. It says that you are not to, um, you are not to make it uh, for your own use. Any incense like it with the same compositional ingredients, you are to treat it as holy for Yahuwah, who make, whoever makes up any like it to be used as perfume to be cut off from his people, don't don't these things are unauthorized to be made? The oil was for the for the priest, and the incense was was for was for the temple. It's, it's for Yah's use, and it's, it was made as holy. And whoever uses it or making anything as his ingredients is to be cut off. And that being cut off in the Torah is equivalent to what we would say as going to hell. You you outside of the camp. You you're no longer you 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 um. You're not no no longer you're no longer part of fellowship. So take heed to that because Yah's words are um, are very 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 serious. So now let's begin with verse 11. Um, and the name of this Torah portion is called "When You Take," and uh, we see that Moshe is about to take a census of the people, you know, uh, of, of Israel. And uh, so let me let me um, so Yah Yah says that every man is to pay a ransom for his life to Yahuwah to avoid any outbreak of plague among them during the time of census. So the reason uh, the, the reason given is that each man is to pay a ransom for his life. Each man is to pay a ransom for his life. And this right here is Yah's uh, system of redemption. It's his, it's, it's his system of, of redemption. And we see that, 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 that the father had to pay ransom or money to the priest for his firstborn son's redemption, so 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 the father was in the stead of what we would call today a um, a kinsman redeemer. He redeemed his son by giving a ransom to the priest, uh, and 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 that was a that, that, that a, a kinsman redeemer is a duty of a relative bound to redeem uh, for a family member who was losing property, becoming a slave, or paying off a creditor. So, and th th this is a. This, this, this is a, a, a principle of Yah, you know, of redemption. Listen, because have an understanding, when every, everybody is born, every individual that, that's ever being born on this planet, human being that's born on this planet, we are born in debt to Yah. And we're born in debt, and as sinners, we should be destroyed. So the debt that we owe to the Most High it's our lives. So in order to be spared, someone else has to pay the price. So the father had to give them, give give a ransom. So someone has someone else has to pay the price, and they gotta pay the price for our redemption. Now this system right here, uh, when you look at when you're looking at it. It's a point in type from uh, Exodus uh, uh, 30, beginning in verse 11 through the end of the chapter. It's a point in type. And the entire system, it points to Yahshua. It points to the Mashiach. Er er remember, everything in Torah 
that you read, that you study, always points to the Mashiach, to Yeshua. And, and so, so, so the system, and the system was trying to teach Israel that all has to be redeemed. That all, that all people, all mankind, has to be redeemed. Israel has to be redeemed. Anybody that wants to be engrafted into the covenants of Israel to 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 have Yeshua as their Messiah, if you want to come back and be in right relationship with the Most High, then you have to be redeemed. Yeshua is the one that paid the price on our behalf who, who brings us back to the Most High. Now listen, the unsaved, the, unsaved, the unsaved world, those who don't acknowledge Yeshua, those who are not grafted into the covenants of Israel and acknowledge Yeshua as the Messiah, um, they don't even acknowledge uh, that, they, they, that they need to be redeemed. They don't acknowledge that they need to be redeemed. And um, so now listen, uh, the the uh, the price was um verse thirteen says this everyone subject subject to the senses is to pay an offering to Yahuwah half a shekel one fifth of an ounce of silver by the standard of the sanctuary shekel it said everyone twenty years everyone twenty years of age or everyone over twenty years of age. Who is, who is subject to the senses is to give an offering to Yahuwah. So everyone that was that was over 20 years, so that's bringing in, a, in about accountability of people, everyone of 20 years begin to have to understand redemption. Now listen to this. It says the price, the price that they had, the price that y'all that y'all gave them was the same for everyone. Verse 15 says that the rich are not to give more or the poor less than half a shekel when giving Yahuwah's offering to atone for your lives. So the price is the same. So there's no greater price for the rich and no less price for the poor. The price for redemption is the same for everyone. And remember now, again, as I said, this all points to Yeshua, HaMashiach. Yeshua HaMashiach. Because His blood redeems all, great or small. Amen? So now, that's, uh, so now we have, we have uh, the Yah tells, Yah tells them, the, um, that you are make a base to a, a, a basin bronze, at, with a base at the bronze for washing, and you are to place it between the tent of meeting and the altar, and put water in it. Aharon and all his sons will wash their hands and their feet there when they enter the tent of meeting. They are to wash with water so they won't die. Also, when they approach the altar to minister by by burning the offering to Yahuwah, they are to wash their hands and feet. So they won't die. This is to be a perpetual law for them throughout all their generations. So they are to wash their hands. Uh, the hands and the feet are, 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 are to be washed. Now only the hands uh, in, into the brazen altar. But first the right hand, then, then the right foot, then second the left hand, and then the left foot. And only the priest, no, no ordinary person, nobody else, no, no, no ordinary citizen, only the priest was to use the brazen altar, only the priest, no, no one else. So now, as, 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 we, as we stated earlier when I began to read about these, um, these oils, it's important um, that we have a clear understanding of what the scripture says, and we should not take the scriptures lightly. This is not for uh, our amusement, this is not for us to sound deep or to have some kind of, get some kind of selfish 
gain from money by, by trying to make these oils and sell it. But everything was um, was used for the temple had a purpose. And everything was, that was used in the temple was considered to be holy. So so the uh they had to have they had they had to take up take up money for for these um for to, to make these oils. Then the money for the anointing oil ingredients was to come from all the tribal chieftains, all the leaders of the tribes, the chieftains. And they had to have mirror, cinnamon, aramaic king, cassia, and the command and now listen, the commandment for misusing this oil uh, dictates uh, being cut off. Or in, or in the Hebrew, the word karet means to be cut off, which means to be separated from Yah. You're outside of the camp. Uh, let me give you some, some examples. When you, um, one, one example is someone who had leprosy and they were considered unclean. Now, leprosy or zeraot uh, was, was an inner condition of your soul that, that showed on the outside of your body. So it was it was showing that you that that that, that you was really not uh, who you say you are. You really had some bad intentions, or you was faking. Sort of like um, Miriam and Aaron in Numbers twelve when um, they began to talk about Moses' wife, and, and and because she was Ethiopian, the word said the word says that they talked about her because she was an Ethiopian. But then their argument to Moses was that um, well y'all can use us too. You know, so when Yah appeared, he called Moses, Miriam, Aharon, you know, and he, 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 he told them how he felt about Moses, and he gave Miriam Zeraot, and he put her out, and she was cut off. He put her outside of the camp, and she was put out there for seven days, so she was no longer in protection, no longer in safety. She was unclean. She couldn't even approach Yah. Um, her sins could not be atoned for she was no longer part of that fellowship. So now when Yah is telling us, don't use these oils for any purposes unless what well, he has them to be used for, and we use them anyway, he specifically states that we are going to be cut off. Karet, separated from Yah. Now, understand this because we, we, we've been, we, we was on a faith series about where faith comes from. Trust comes from hearing and hearing from the word of Yah. So we got to trust that. We got to know that. Got to believe that. That if we do these things outside of what he says, we're cut off. So people say, well, what about grace? Well, you, you do have grace. But grace does not give you a visa to intentionally sin and to do something that you know you, you should not do. Yah's not going to cover you when you're actively going against his word with a full understanding that you're going against his word. No, that's, that's, that's not how it operates. Amen. No, no, no parent in their home uh, will allow that child to continue to rebel against them and tolerate that without them responding to that child. Whether it comes to disciplining them with a spanking or, or, or comes to them being, you know what, son, daughter, you're old enough now and I believe that you because you don't want to listen here, it's time for you to move on. No, we love you. So anyway, so then the, the holy incense. The holy incense consisted of a balsam resin, uh, onica, and galbonium, and frankincense. So the, the, and these were, were the ingredients to mix these oils, to mix these for this incense and this oil. And they was used for the priest and for the temple and for the priest and for the temple only. Amen. So hallelujah. You have any questions before I go? Okay, so we're gonna to go to um, Exodus 31 and begin Exodus 31. 
says, Yahuwah said to Moshe, I have singled out Bazaliel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Yehuda. I have filled him with the spirit of Yah, with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge concerning every kind of alternacy. Say it for me. Alternacy. <laughs> he is a master of, of design in gold, silver, bronze, cutting precious stones to be set, wood, carving, and every other craft. I have also appointed as him, excuse me, I have also appointed as his assistant, Oliyah, the son of Akishamach, Akishamach, of the tribe of Dan. Moreover, I have endowed all the craftsmen with the wisdom to make everything I have ordered you. The tent of meeting, the ark of the, the, ark of the testimony, the ark, the ark cover above it, all its furnishes to the tent, the table and its utensils, the pure menorah and its, and, and its utensils, the incense altar, the altar for burnt offerings, and, and, all, its, and all its utensils, the basin and its base, the garment the, the, for officiating the holy garment for Aharon, the Kohen, and the garments for his sons, so that they can serve in the office of Kohen. The anointed oil and the incense of Aramaic spices for the holy place, there to make everything just as I have ordered you. Yahuwah said to Moshe, Tell the people of Israel, You are to observe my Shabbats. This is a sign between me and you through all your generations, so that you will know that I am Yahuwah who set you apart for me. Therefore, you are to keep my Shabbat, Sabbath, because it is set apart for you. Everyone who treats it, who treats it as ordinary, listen to this, everyone who treats it, treats it as ordinary must be put to death. For whoever does any work on it is to be cut off from his people. On six days, work will get done. But the seventh day is Shabbat for complete rest set apart for Yahuwah. Whoever does any kind of work on the day of Shabbat must be put to death. The people of Israel are to keep the Shabbat to observe the Shabbat through all the generations as a, as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the people of Israel forever. Forever don't mean a long time. Forever exists outside of time. So forever is never ending. It always is. and always was. So for in six days, Yahuwah made heaven and earth. But on the seventh day, he stopped working and rested. And when he had finished speaking with Moshe on Mount Sinai, Yahuwah gave him two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone inscribing, inscribed by the finger of Yah. Now listen, Moses has been on the, on, on the summit of Mount Sinai now for several weeks. And Yah talks to him and Yah tells him he's going to choose, he's going to choose Bet Zaeliel to be in charge of the building of the tabernacle, the clothing, and the implements. And Oliav is to be his assistant. And Bet Zeliel is from the tribe of Judah, and Oliav is of the tribe of Dan. Now listen, verse 12. Yah is giving us, uh, he begins to speak about the Sabbath, the Shabbat, how important it is to honor the Sabbath, to keep it holy, 
to rest on this day. Now, again, you're going you're gonna to continue to hear me speak about this often. Faith, trust comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Yah. When Yah speaks, he means what he says. He means what he says. He says, tell the people of Israel, you are to observe my Shabbats, for this is a sign between me and you through all your generations, so that you will know that I am Yahuwah who set you apart for me. Therefore, therefore, you are to keep my Shabbats, because, my Shabbat, because it is set apart for you. Everyone, listen to this clearly, carefully. Everyone who treats it as ordinary must be put to death. For whoever does any kind of work on it is to be cut off from his people. So now, so now the rationale for, for, for the Sabbath is the creation. The verse 13 says this, you are to keep my Sabbaths. You want to keep my set my Sabbath. Uh, uh, the Hebrew word ach uh, is, is, is better to be translated above all. So we have a responsibility from Yah to keep his Sabbath above all things, above all other days. It is a holy day. The Shabbat, the Sabbath is critically important. It's critically important to Yah. It has not been changed, nor abolished, nor is it arbitrarily chosen. You don't get to choose on what day you want to honor the Sabbath. You don't get to choose your day. You don't get to choose Sunday. You don't get to choose Monday. You don't get to choose Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. None of that. You don't get to choose where I'm honoring the Shabbat on the new moon. You don't, none of that. Yah says in six days, you shall work. On the seventh day, you are to rest. The Sabbath has not been changed. It has not been abolished. It's still set to this day. And it's critically important that we honor the Sabbath by not working. And it's good to rest. It is good to worship Yah on the day of Shabbat to learn of his word. There's no other holy day except for Shabbat. And some people may be offended at me by saying this. Uh, Sunday is not a holy day. Uh, Wednesday Bible study, Tuesday, whatever they had, those days are not holy. I've heard people sing a song about, um, and most of the time they sing them at funerals. Uh, I heard them say, um, you know, we're going to go to heaven every, every day, gonna be, it's going to be howdy, howdy. Never goodbye. Every day gonna be Sunday, and sweet Sabbath will have no end. Well, Yah is not gonna have Sunday as a sweet Sabbath. That I beg to differ. Uh, uh, from my understanding and studying, the Sabbath is from Friday evening sunset until all the way to Saturday evening sunset. And, and, and Yah did not change this. Yeshua said in the Torah, uh, Yeshua said the Torah did not and will not change or expire. Uh, to show you that, we're going to read uh, Matthew 5, 17. 
to so just to understand that Yeshua did not come to destroy the Torah. He did not come to change it. He did not come to do away with it, uh, as some has has uh, some out of ignorance has has mistakenly mistakenly taught that, and some uh, knowing what they were doing have on purpose taught that to try to discredit. But Yeshua says out of his own word that Yeshua, excuse me, ooh, Yeshua is the Mashiach. Uh, Matthew 5, uh, 17 uh, through verse uh, 19. Go get uh, Pastor Kerry, you read that for me. Don't think that I have come to abolish the Torah or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but complete. Yes, indeed. I tell you that until heaven and earth pass away, not so much as a yod or a stroke will pass away from Torah. Not until everything that must happen has happened. Now, whosoever disobeys the least of these mitzvot and teaches others to do so will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. But whosoever obeys them and teaches and teaches will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness is far greater than that of the Torah teachers and the Perusium, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen. So Yeshua says that he has not come to abolish the Torah. But to complete it. The word complete is the Greek word play rule. It don't mean an end neither. It means to fulfill or bring to a clearer understanding. But it does not mean to do away with. So, listen. Um, the Torah is a sacred time. Just like the tabernacle and the temple were, were, were sacred spaces, um, here, 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 like like for instance, let me let me say this: the universe. We live in the universe. We have we have four dimensions. We have four dimensions. The universe is made out of four dimensions: uh, height, width, length, uh, and time. So 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 we we we, we live in a, in a universe of space and time. We cannot see time. We can only observe. Uh, its effects. Now, time is a measurement of decay. So there's no decay, there's no time. Time is just like uh, age, it's a measurement of decay. You, you, you terminate and you grow to 21, 22, 23 until you're old, and by the time you get to about 100 years old, you time is almost expired. You can't see it, but you can observe it based on the age of something. So, 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 so the time is a measurement of the cake. So let's, let's get back on Shabbat. The Shabbat, it was, it, it was separated. Uh, it was made the seventh day, and it's different from all other days. Y'all are, are ordained a way to enshrine the holiness of the universe by creating, four, creating ways to celebrate the four dimensions of the universe. Height, width, depth, time, right? The Sabbath was created to celebrate a sacred time. So the Sabbath is a sacred time. It's sacred. It means something to Yah. It should mean something to his people. Like the tabernacle was created to celebrate a sacred space. Now, the Shabbat, how long is, are we supposed to observe the Sabbath, the Shabbat? The Sabbath ordinance is forever. It's for Israel 
and it's for the believers who are grafted into the true Israel. It's for everybody. If you believe in the Mashiach, if you say, you know what, I'm, I'm Israel, I, I believe I'm part of Israel, or if you're born again and you, and you know you're not by Israel, by physical DNA, but you're grafted into Israel, then you are responsible for honoring the Sabbath. Verse 13 and 14 says this. It says, um, oh, let me go back to it. Tell the people of Israel, you are to observe my Shabbats, for this is a sign between me and you through all your generations so that you would know that I am Yahuwah who sets you apart from me. Therefore, you are to keep my Sabbath because it is set apart for you. Everyone who treats it as ordinary must be put to death. For whoever does any work on it is to be cut off from his people. So, uh, Yah says he, he's Yah, he's Yahuwah, who makes us holy, right? Holy is Kadesh, be holy. The purpose of the Sabbath, of the Shabbat, is to make Israel holy. Kadosh is holiness. So it's a holy day, and it, and, and, and it makes you holy. So Shabbat is holiness for you as a believer under the Sabbath. So the idea that the Sabbath, that the Sabbath closed, so the, so the idea is that the Shabbat closed those who observes it in holiness. So it covers you. It closes you. Uh, uh, who observes it in holiness. That's, that's, a, ooh, that's, that's good to me. Then the, the holiness of the Sabbath is transmitted to those who observe it. So, so, so you're holy. This day is holy. And it's transmitted to you. So the Sabbath, listen, Yeshua says in Mark 2.27, he says the Sabbath, the Shabbat, was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Meant Sabbath was necessary in order to give holiness to man. That's what that means. When Yeshua said the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath, he's meaning that the Sabbath was necessary in order to give holiness to man. And I want to be holy. I want to be righteous. I just want to be right. It's a song. I want to be. And listen, why would we not want to obey Yah? Why do we always want to put our own opinion in something? Or what we think, how we feel. Listen, submit yourself. Humble yourself. And let's follow Yah's ways. So the Shabbat is given as a, the Hebrew word, an oath. Or, 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 or translated, translated as a sign. So, so it means, uh, uh, it, it was given as an affirmation. It's given to you as proof. And it's a mark of distinction. And so Yah makes connection between his creation and the, and, and, and the Sabbath, Shabbat. So Shabbat is clearly a defined, ordained, set-apart block of time, a set-apart block of sacred time, not, not, not just any block of time. There's no other day. 
sacred, except for the Shabbat. Just like there's no other name, character, reputation, whereby men can be de delivered or redeemed or saved, except for Yahshua HaMashiach. That's the only way. Well, the Sabbath is no other day except for that day. It's not just any, it, 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 it's not just any block of time. So y'all is setting up. Now listen, well, that, that, people say, well, that, that's Torah. That, 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 that we've done away with the law. Well, first of all, the Torah is not done away with. But to respond to the argument, this is Yah on, Mount, on, on the summit of Mount Sinai talking to Moshe before he is even given in the Torah. So the Shabbat comes before the Torah. Shabbat comes in creation when Yah made Adam and, and, and mankind he rested. And before he's given, given the Torah to Moshe to give to Israel, he's already setting it up. That's what we're going to do. So that's serious. So we don't have time to be trying to vacillate because listen, your, your, your ways, your thoughts don't overrule the most high. If we're going to be his people, his children, then we have a responsibility to submit to his will in spite of our own feelings. So you can't be booed up by the adversary so deep in your feelings. You got to learn how to humble yourself and submit yourself to his will. So anyway, let's go to um, any, any comments before I go forward. Just challenge um, yourself, even if uh, you're questioning the Torah, the law, um, your upbringing, um, as far as where you've been a part of ministry, where you have served, you know, um, around other believers. To challenge yourself and go and read it for yourself. Because uh, as we read in the book of uh, Matthew, before one year or one stroke fell, uh, or the heaven and earth will have to pass away before one yield or one stroke of his Torah, of his word fell. So if it's in scripture, if it has been written, it's worth seeking it out. Right. Just don't turn a, you know, a blind eye, you know, don't turn a deaf ear. Because according to scripture, Sabbath Shabbat was given for every generation perpetually and perpetually means non-ending it still exists today so that's worth going and searching asking your pastors asking, asking your teachers or your leaders to show you show you the truth tell them give you the truth because that's what you need and according to flame i like him he's a gospel rapper it says line leaders or leaders of the line has been deceiving us since we were small. And we have been duped by the enemy. But there's a remnant. There's a voice crying out as, as uh, Yochanan did before Yeshua showed up, on, showed up on the scene. And he has believers, teachers and preachers, uh, apostles, evangelists, pastors, all of it. However you want to put it, fivefold ministry crying out, telling his people. That Yah is, is calling us back to the original uh, state of man, which is to follow the patterns of Yah from the creation. Is there. Amen. Don't turn a deaf ear. Don't turn a blind eye. Search it out. Amen. Amen.
Amen. So uh, chapter number thirty-two. Now this is everybody. This is this is a good chapter. This is this is what we what we normally call the golden calf incident. Uh, Aaron Aaron lost his mind on here. So thirty-two says, when the people saw that Moses was taking a long time to come down from the mountain, they gathered around Aharon and said to him, Get busy, and make us gods to go ahead of us. Because it's Moshe, the man that brought us up from the land of Egypt, we don't know what, what has become of him. Aharon said to them, Have your wives and sons and daughters strip off their gold earrings and bring them to me. The people stripped off their gold earrings and brought them to Aharon. He received what they gave him, measured it down, and made it into two shape. It made it into the shape of a calf. They said, it, they said, Israel, here is your God <laughs> who brought you up from the land of Egypt. On seeing this, Aharon built an altar in front of it and proclaimed, Tomorrow is to be a feast to, for Yahuwah. Woo! He called a calf Yahuwah. Early the next morning, they got up and offered the burnt offering and presented peace offerings and offerings. Afterwards, the people sat down to eat and drink when they got up to indulge in reverie. Before I continue reading that, let me, let me break out a principle before I forget it. It says, they said, we don't know what couple has become of this Moshe. Be patient. Their impatience, the first thing they get, their impatience, your impatience at times can show a lack of faith, a lack of trust. Because you don't know what's going on or it's not happening in your timing, which, which can be very detrimental to you. So take heed to that. Be patient. Verse 7 says this, Yahuwah said to Moshe, go down, hurry. Your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt have become corrupt. So quickly they have turned aside from the way I ordered them to follow. They have cast a metal statue of a calf, worshipped it, sacrificed to it, and said, Israel, here is your God, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Yahuwah continues speaking to Moshe, I have been watching these people, and you can see how stiff-necked they are. Now leave me alone so that my anger can blaze against them, and I can put an end to them. I will make a nation out of you instead. And Moshe pleaded with Yahuwah, his Elohim. He said, Yahuwah, why must your anger blaze against your own people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and a strong hand? Now we see Moshe the mediator praying. Because he wouldn't begin to pray, trouble would have been. Why did the Egyptians say, the world, the, the, the foolish talk of men, the Egyptians, why did the, why did the Egyptians say it was the evil intentions even until he led them out, led them out to slaughter them in the hills and wiped them off the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce anger. Relent. Don't bring such a disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Yeshach, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your very self. You promised them, I will make your descendants as many as the stars in the sky. I will give all this land I have spoken about to your descendants, and they will possess it forever. Yahuwah didn't change his mind about the disaster he had planned for his people. Moshe turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand. Tablets inscribed on both sides, on the front and on the, and on the back. 
the tablets were the work of Yah, and the writing was the writing of Yah engraved on the tablets. When Yehoshua heard the noise of the people shouting, he said to Moshe, it sounds like war in the camp. He answered, that is neither, that, that is neither the glamour of victory nor the wedding of defeat. What I hear is the sound of people singing. But the moment Moshe got near the camp, when he saw the calf and the dancing, his own anger blazed up. He threw down the tablets that he had, that he had holding and shattered them at the base of the mountain. Seizing the calf they had made, he melted it in the fire on the ground to, to his powder, to powder, which he scattered on the water, did make the people of Israel drink it. Moses said to Aharon, what did these people do to you to make you lead them in such a terrible sin? Aharon replied, oh my Lord, <laughs> my Lord sent me so angry. You know, you know what these people are like, <laughs> that they are determined to do evil. So, so they said to me, make us gods to go ahead of us because Moshe, this man is brought, that brought us from the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. I answered them, anyone with gold, strip it off. They gave it to me, I threw it in the fire, and out came this calf. <laughs> when Moshe saw the people, the, the people had got out of control because Aharon had allowed them to get out of control to the derision of their enemies, Moshe stood at the entrance of the tent at the to the camp and shouted, Whoever is for Yahuwah, come to me. All the descendants of Levi rallied against around him. He told them, Here is what Yahuwah, the God of Israel, says. Each one of you put a sword on his side and go up and down the camp from gate to gate. And every man is to kill his own kinsman, his own friend, his own neighbor. The sons of Levi did most he said, and that day, 3,000 people died. Moshe said, you have consecrated yourselves today to Yahuwah because every one of you has been against his own son and against his own kinsmen in order to bring a blessing on yourselves today. The next day, Moshe said to the people, you have committed a terrible sin. Now I will go back, go up to Yahuwah and maybe I'll be able to atone for your sin. Moshe went back to Yahuwah and said, Please, these people have committed a terrible sin. They have made themselves a God out of gold. Now, if you would just forgive the, their sins, now, if you would just forgive their sins, but if, but if you won't, then I beg you, block me out of your book, which you have written. He put himself in that place. Yahuwah answered Moshe, to whom, to those who have sinned against me are the ones I will brought out of my book. Now go and lead the people to the place I told you about. My angel will go ahead of you. Nevertheless, the time for punishment will come, and then I will punish them for their sin. Yahuwah took the people with their plague because they had made the calf, the one Aharon made. That's a heavy chapter right there. So the golden calf. Hmm. So the key, here's the key. Israel, they broke the Mosaic Covenant. The Mosaic Covenant is not the Abrahamic Covenant. Abraham, the Abrahamic Covenant was a promise. 
So it was nothing that Abraham could do to make Yah not keep his promise. Moshe responded to Yah about the promise he made to Abraham. And Yah had to relent. He kept his word. Now the Mosaic covenant was conditional. It's based on conditions. Now listen, adultery. Israel committed adultery. They committed adultery, adultery. Israel came into union with another God. They came into union with another God. Now listen, Israel is fully susceptible to all temptations of any human. There weren't no superhuman people that were, they, were, they, 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 they didn't get tempted. But remember the command that Yah had given them from the ten words. He says this, you are to have no other gods before me. He told them that. Go back to, go back to around, uh, begin Exodus 19 through about 21, you begin to see the ten words that he gave. That's, that's, that's one of the ten words. Now listen, Aharon, the future priest, he built the idol. The future leader, the future high priest, he built the idol. Because the people were impatient and afraid. They had to have something. Their brain's clear now. What the Apostle Shaul says, that Yah has not given us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind, or self-discipline. They were afraid, they were impatient, and they got off into sin. Because of that impatience, it showed a lack of faith, a lack of trust. And they only used earrings. And then, then um, Aharon said, this, this, this is your God. And he called the God Yahuwah, or Yehovah or Yahweh. And they had a festival, a festival to Yah, the calf, the image. Whoa. They viewed the golden calf as an image of Yah. Another command that was broken. Because he said, he, he didn't speak to them. When, when he spoke, he spoke from the mountain, they saw fire. They didn't see any kind of image. And they made the calf image. So, it, so listen to this. Uh, here's a lesson we can learn from the golden calf. Israel's instinct was not to trust Yah. That's not a good thing. We have to trust him. Our instinct is to fall back on traditions and comfortable, and comfortable, and comfortable beliefs and compromise and to rationalize and disregard the truth. And we cannot need do that. We have to walk by trust. But here's the deal. Human beings, we, we at times need a visible proof of Yah's presence. We rationalize. We fall back on traditions. Some that's come what we've always heard, what we believe, and we don't want to hear the truth. It gets a little difficult at times to receive the truth. 
And we need a, a visible proof of Yah's presence. And the golden calf was man's solution. Yah understands and understood that we needed a physical proof of his presence. And his solution was the temple, the tabernacle. The tabernacle was Yah's solution. The golden calf was man's solution. And the golden calf is the anti-tabernacle. It's, 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 not, it's not what you think, how you feel. It's what Yah says. But when things don't go our way, when we become impatient, we begin to do different. We, now the adversary is so cunning and crafty that people say other things. Now, you know, uh, uh, they, they say, you know, uh, well, God's delay is not God's now. When we're going so long and things are not working out, you know, uh, maybe we should try another way. Maybe I'm, we missed the most high. Listen, because things are not coming in a time that you think they should come does not give you the visa to disregard uh, Yah's word. Be patient. Wait on him. We, 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 we've read uh, uh, previously uh, in, in some of our lessons in Hebrews uh, uh, 4, and this is talking about the bitter quarrel, but I'm going to use the scripture. It, it, it says that the word did not do them any good because it was not mixed with trust, their faith. So listen, when y'all gives you a word, excuse me, it has to be mingled in, mixed in with your trust. You can't be impatient because impatience gives give you a mind to do something different because you don't see it working like you should which can cause you trouble. So we need to be still, be patient, and not make golden calves in our own lives. Y'all understood that Israel needed a, a, a physical proof. He's going to give them that. And he was doing it in the form of a tabernacle. They did it in the form of a golden calf. And not only did they, I mean, uh, verses 
and he begins to proceed. Him and uh, Joshua heads down in Joshua. I think this is interesting. Two things going on here. He pleads to y'all on our behalf as mediator. And a lot of times we do that. And I'll give an example of a real time for me, personal. Um, when we have children and we're praying, you know, uh, as we have motherly instinct, parental instinct, you know, we know that y'all has placed us in our children's lives to be direction and, you know, to be words of wisdom. However, when those children start doing their own thing, you know, as parents, we have to step out the way, do we not? Or we can cause just greater destruction, a greater fall in that child's life, or what I like to say a lot is casting pearls to swine. People are not going to take heed till they're ready to take heed. And some people have to let life hit them, or some have to hit a wall. Now, here's Moshe. After he's uh, prayed on the people's behalf, y'all has relented, he gets down. One, another thing happens before he actually reacts instead of respond. Joshua says, I hear uh, the, uh, a great sound going on. And Moses said, you do? He said, because this is neither a sound of victory or a sound of defeat. Joshua thinking it's a war. Okay, no. Moses said, I hear people singing. And it wasn't until he saw it visibly with his eyes. A lot of things we know, we discern going on. But when we actually have to sit in the seat and start seeing things physically manifest before our eyes, we begin to react at the things that the enemy is doing instead of respond and standing still and trusting y'all. So he broke those tablets. So I encourage us today to, to stand still. And have faith and trust in y'all. If you have discerned a situation that's going on in your life, you probably have even had a dream. And then you wake up in that particular day, things may start to unfold and actually manifest. Stop. Consult y'all. Pray. Cry out. So that you won't react. You'll respond. Out of Moses reacting and throwing those tablets down that the finger of y'all just written, you know, those are he had consequences come behind that. He had some work to do that mm -hmm. we're gonna see that follows up. So we put ourselves in positions that we have to do more work or have to go all the way around, take a trip of 40 years that could have took four days. You know, so be mindful of how we see. And where our trust is when we are actually going through situations, tested trials. Stop reacting and respond on the truth of y'all. Your trust in y'all. Amen. 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 So now, question. Was y'all indecisive when he was talking to Moshe? When he tells Moshe, uh, when he says, uh, Israel is your people. Here's the answer. Y'all was not being indecisive. He was teaching. Um, Moses bore the sins of Israel on his shoulders. So Israel saw Moses as their one and only channel to Yah. He was a mediator. So he comes to the rescue. Yah sends Moses back down the mountain. Moses sees the golden calf. He sees the calf and throws it and throws the tablets of the Ten Commandments on the ground. He he, he breaks. Listen. He throws them on the ground. So breaking the tablets was a Middle Eastern custom. Uh, in the case that the covenant was broke. Mm -hmm. So he breaks the covenant because of what he saw. Listen to this. His feelings. His, his feelings. 
Aharon, he falls to peer pressure. So ask yourself this question. Do you please y'all or your friends? See, in this world, you got to understand. Do you please y'all or do you please your friends? Because if you're going to please your friends, you, you, you're probably not going to please y'all. And to please y'all, you probably ain't going to please your friends. So you got to make a decision. So Moses, he, he divides Israel. The tribe of Levi comes on his side. They begin to go up and down the camp doing some, woo, bringing understanding. We'll say it like that. So y'all, listen to this. But, but, but that, that, that was a principle because y'all divides in order to achieve unity. Unity is not consensus. It is not compromise. It is not uh, um, conformance. It is not a unanimity, but unity is oneness with the Ruach. In, 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 in order to be one with the Ruach, you have to be obedient in spite of what you feel you should do. Now listen, the Levites, they stand with Moshe. Only the, the Levites came forward. With Moses, and 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 they they were not yet appreciated. Now, and they showed tribal loyalty toward Moses because Moses was a Levite. Now we can kind of see why y'all even chose Moses because remember that that, that y'all of uh, adopted Levi from Yaakov, which so the, the the scriptures begin to make sense to us. But listen. Uh, they killed 3,000 calf-worshipping Israelites with the sword. The penalty for idolatry was death. The Levites killed their own tribal members, even their sons who were idolaters. They, they, they did not compromise. Now, here's the contradiction. Take this right here out. They um, went from having a curse on them to being blessed. Remember Levi and Simeon, what they did. Genesis 49, 5 through 7 says this, Simeon and Levi are brothers. Cursed be their anger. I will divide them. I will scatter them in Israel. So the destinies for Levi and Simeon were blood and killing. Pure Jacob's deathbed blessing. The, the violent nature put Yah's use to kill idolatry. <laughs> Levi's violent nature was put to Yah's use to kill idolatry. The idolatrous. Levi was also, they were, they were scattered throughout the land of Canaan. Remember, they only had 48 cities. And now Levi, they was to deal with blood all day, every day, as priest. Levi's destiny remains, but the nature changes. Instead of unjust killing, now it will be justified killing, used in animal sacrifices. So the nature, the, 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 the nature changes. Here's a key God principle. Um, at verse 33 says this key God principle. Those who, those who have sinned against me are the ones I will blot out of my book. Far, listen to this. Far more than 3,000 die as a result of the calf worship. A plague killed thousands more. 
This was the punishment. This was punishment. But here's the word. It said, those who have sinned against me are the ones I will blot out my book. The sin, what sin is y'all talking about here? He's dealing with intentional sin, high-handed sin, blasphemy, those who are intentionally going against him, knowing they're doing wrong. And they're showing a lack of faith. And those are the ones that he blots out of his book. So ask yourself that question, because when you read Revelations, y'all don't change. Revelation is the last book in the, in, in the Bible. Which makes y'all so amazing. So let me, I'm going to read from to you all something that's going to show you. He don't change. He means what he says. Um... I want to read verse 21. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read, um, chapter, excuse me, chapter 21. But I'm, but I'm going to read um, chapter 21, verse 27, then I'm going to read chapter 22. 21, 27 says this. says this. Nothing impure may enter it, nor anyone who does shameful things or lies. The only ones who may enter are those who, whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So let me read, let's, let's read, um, I think it's 21. Excuse me, I'm trying, I'm trying to find, okay, we're going to go to uh, tw 20. I guess it's 20. 20. Yeah, excuse me, we'll go to 20 and verse 11 of Revelations. It says this, chapter 20, verse 11, says, Next I saw... Uh, a great white throne and the one sitting on it. Earth and heaven fled from his presence and no place was found for them. <clears throat> and I saw the dead, both great and small, standing in front of the throne. Books were open. And I'm presuming these books were, was the Torah. And another book was open. The book of life. And the dead were judged for what was written in the books according to what they had done. The sea gave up the dead in it, and death and Sheol gave up the dead in them. And they were judged, each according to what he had done. The death and Sheol hurled, was hurled, or death and hell, death and Hades, or the grave or Sheol, were hurled into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The lake of fire. This is the key verse 15. And anyone whose name was not found written in the book was hurled into the lake of fire. So, Yah says in Exodus uh, uh, 33, 33, 33, 33 says this, says that um, those who have sinned against me are the ones I will blot out of my book. So if your name is not in that book, Lord have mercy trouble super trouble so and, and, and we see why their names were blotted out Levi killed 3,000 more but also y'all sent a plague that killed thousands more and that was the punishment and their names was blotted out of the book I think it's interesting that uh, Moshe was Moshe gave 
the uh I want to say the command Moshi had them to choose. Not y'all. Moshi gave them direction on what to do. He didn't say y'all say it. He shed it blood. He's the mediator. Yeah, he's the mediator. The blood shed. And that satisfied Moses. The blood shed. Then on day two, he says, now I'm going to pray to y'all. And yeah, I'm going to consult y'all. And then what y'all required, which was um, what, what y'all resulted to, and which was still a plague. So we have to deal with our decision making. We, we need to choose and choose, intentionally choose the will of y'all. Amen. Because when we don't, there are consequences we suffer. Right. You know, so. Amen. That was interesting. Amen. So Exodus 33 said, uh, 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 the, 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 listen, the covenant, the covenant is broken. Israel, Israel's relationship with Yah is broken. Yet the covenant remains. Breaking the covenant, breaking the Torah, breaking the law does not end the law. But the Mosaic covenant contains blessings and curses. And the curses resulted from breaking the law. So let's go to um, 33. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 33 and 1 says, Yahuwah said to Moshe, Leave you and the people, you and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt, and move on from here toward the land which I swore to Abraham, Yeshah and Yaakov. I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel ahead of you, and I will drive out of the Canaanite, the Amori, the, Pari, the, the Hitti, the Parisi, the Hivi, and the Yavusi, and you will go to a land flowing with milk and honey. But I myself will not go with you, because you are such a stiff-necked people that I might destroy you on the way. And when the people heard the bad news, they were into mourning, and no one wore his ornaments. Most, uh, Yahuwah said to Moshe, tell the people of Israel, you are a stiff-necked people. If I were to go up with you for even one moment, I would exterminate you. Now keep your ornaments off, then I will decide what to do with you. So from Mount Horeb onward, the people of Israel stripped themselves of the ornaments. Moshe take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far away from the camp. He called it the tent of meeting. Everyone who wanted to consult Yahuwah would go outside of the tent of meeting, outside the camp. Yah moved himself outside the camp. Everyone now in the camp was unclean. They were they was cut off at the moment. That's ooh. That's ugly. So whenever Moshe went out to the tent of me, to, whenever Moshe went out to the tent of all the people, would get up and stand, each man at his tent door, to look at Moshe until he had gone into the tent. When, whenever Moshe entered the tent, the column of the cloud would ascend and station itself at the entrance of the tent, and Yahuwah would speak with Moshe. When all the people saw the column of the cloud stationed at the entrance of the tent, they would get up and prostrate themselves, each man at his door. Yahuwah would speak with Moshe face to face as a man speak to his friend. Then he would return to the camp. But the people, but the young man, but the young man who was his assistant, Yahushua, the son of Nun, never left the tent. I want to say something right here too. That, 
I can see Yeshua so much in that. <clears throat> that he dwelt in the midst of his people. Who were unclean. Who were, who, who were sin, sinful. Who had done, who, who done wrong. He gave his life. Now Yeshua became sin for us. He didn't leave us. He, he stayed with us. And he continued to pray to the Father on our behalf. Moshe would go to Yah and speak with him face to face or face to presence. He heard the audible voice of Yah and felt his tangible presence. And we're not going to go too fast because I got a 34, but he felt his presence. And Yah revealed his character. Because the name means character to Moshe. Re reveal all that consisted of him, who he was, everything about him. With same as Yeshua. So anyway, Moshe, Moshe said to Yahuwah, look, you say to me, this is him praying to Yah. You say to me, make these people move on. But you haven't let me know whom you, you would be sending with me. Nevertheless, you, you said. I know you by name. I know who you are. And also you have found favor in my sight. Now please, if it is really the case that I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways so that I may understand you and continue finding favor in your sight. Moreover, keep on, moreover, keep on seeing this nation as your people. And he answered, set your mind at rest. He prayed to him. He put him to his word. He said, show me your ways that I will continue to find favor in your sight. That I can understand you. Y'all show me your ways. I want to know your ways too. Hallelujah. Mm. Uh, he, he answered, set your mind at rest. My presence will go with you after all. And Moshe replied, if your presence don't, doesn't go with us, don't make us go from here. For how else is it, is it to be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people, other than by your going with us? That is what distinguishes us, me and your people, from, from all the other people on the earth. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, I will do what you have asked me to do because you have found favor in my sight. I know you by name. But Moshe said, I beg you to show me your glory. He replied, I will cause my goodness to pass before you. And in your presence, I will pronounce my name, the name of Yahuwah. Moreover, I will show favor to whomever I will. And I will display mercy to whomever I will. But my face, he continued, you cannot see because a human being cannot look at me and remain alive. And he, here he said, it's the place for me. Stand on the rock, and when my glory passes by, excuse me, I will put you inside the, the crevice of, in the rock and cover you with my hand until, I, until I, I have passed by. Then I remove my hand, and you will see my back, but my face is not to be seen. I'm going to finish reading on 34, and we're going to explain it. Um, you, I can I can read it. Oh, you want to read it? Yahuwah said to Moshe, cut yourself two stone tablets, two stone like the, one, like, two stone like the first ones, 
And I will inscribe on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. Be, be ready by morning. In the morning you are to ascend to Mount Sinai and present yourself to me on the top of the mountain. No one is to come up with you, and no one is, is, to, be, is to be seen anywhere on the mountain. Don't even let the flocks or the herds feed in the front of the mountains. And Moshe cut two stone tablets like the first. Then he got up early in the morning and said, with the two stone tablets in his early in the morning, and with the two stone tablets in his hand, ascended Mount Sinai as Yahuwah had ordered him to do. Yahuwah descended in the cloud, stood with him there, and pronounced the name of Yahuwah. Yahuwah passed before him and proclaimed, Yud Hey Vav Hey. Yud Hey Vav Hey, Yahuwah is Elohim, merciful and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in grace and truth, showing grace to the thousand generation, forgiving offenses of offenses, crimes and sins. Yet not as unrated the guilty, but causing the negative effect of the parents' offenses to be experienced by their children and the grandchildren, and even by the third and fourth generations. At once Moshe bowed his head to the ground, prostrated himself, and said, If I have now found favor in your view, Yahuwah, then please let Yahuwah go with us, even though they are stiff-necked people. And part, he said, let them, let, let them go, go with us anyway, even though they are stiff-necked people. And pardon our offenses and our sin, and take us as your possession. He said, Here I am making a covenant in front of all your people, and I will do, and I will do wonders, such as have not been created anywhere on the earth or in any nation. All the people around you will see the work of Yahuwah. What I am going to go through, what I am going to do through you will be awesome. Observe what I am ordering you to do today. Here, I am driving out of out ahead of you the Amori, <coughs> the Kanani, the Hitchi, the Parisi, the Hivi, and the Yavuzi. Be careful not to make a covenant with, with the people living in the land where you are going so that they won't become a snare within your own borders. Rather, you are to demolish their altars, smash down their, stand, smash their standing stones, and cut down their sacred poles because you are not to bow down to any other any other god, since Yahuwah, whose very name is Jealous, is a is a jealous god. Don't make a covenant with the people living in the land. It it will cause you to go astray after their gods, and sacrifice to their gods. Then they will invite you to join them and eat in their sacrifices, and you would take their daughters as wives for your sons. Their daughters will prostitute themselves to their own gods and make your sons do the same. Do not cast metal gods for yourselves. Keep the festival of matzah by eating matzah as I ordered you for seven days during the month of Aviv. For it, had, for it was in the month of Aviv that you came out of Egypt. Everything that is first from the womb is mine. All the flocks of your livestock you are to set aside for me the male, the, the males, the firstborn of cattle and flocks, the firstborn of, of a donkey. You must redeem with a lamb. If you are to redeem, if, if you want to redeem it, break his neck. All the firstborn of your sons you are to redeem, and no one is to appear before me empty-handed. Six days you will work, 
But on the seventh day, you are to rest, even in plowing time and harvest season, you are to rest. Observe the festival of Shavuot with the, with the first gathered produce of the wheat harvest and the festival of ingathering at the turn of the year. Three times a year, all your men are to appear before Yah, uh, before Yah, the Elohim of Israel. For I am going to expel the nations ahead of you and expand your territory. And no one will even, even covet your land when you go out, go out to appear before Yahuwah, your Elohim, three times a year. You are not to offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread. And the sacrifice of the feast of Passover is not to be left until morning. You are to bring the first, the best first fruit of your land into the into the house of Yahuwah your Elohim. You are not to boil a, a young goat in his mother's milk. Yahuwah said to Moshe, "Write these words down, because you are the because they are the terms of the covenant I have made with you and with Israel." Moshe was there with Yahuwah forty days and forty nights during which time he neither ate, ate food nor drank water. Yahuwah wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the ten words. I see they, I see they, they remain patient this time, huh? <laughs> they make no cap. So when, when, when Moshe came down from the Mount Sinai with two tablets of the testimony in his hand, he didn't realize that the skin of his face was, was, was sending out rays as light as a result of his talking with Yahuwah. While Haron and the people of Israel saw Moshe, the, the skin of his face sh was shining, and they were afraid to approach him. But Moshe called to them. Then Haron and all the community leaders came back to him, and Moshe spoke to them. Afterwards, all the people of Israel came near. As he, as he passed on to them, all the orders that Yahuwah had told him on Mount Sinai. And once Moshe had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But when he came up before, but, but, but when he came, but when he went in before Yahuwah to speak to to speak, he would take the veil off his face until he came out. Then, when he came out, he would tell the people of Israel that he had what well, he had been ordered. But the people of Israel saw Moshe's face; that the skin of Moshe's face shone. And he would put the veil back over his face until he had went in again to speak with Yahuwah. Whew, hallelujah. So now it was time to move, as we said, as, as we said, it was time to move. Israel was at the best of the mouth body. This is the best of the mouth body year. So Yah says he would not lead nor dwell Israel with Israel. So Moshe, so he said instead he would send an angel ahead, ahead of Israel. To drive out the inhabitants. And um, the people of Israel, it was rough for them. They, were, they, they wouldn't even wear jewelry. Jewelry was not to be worn. The jewelry, listen to this, it represents joy. So Israel should be mourning for the loss of Yah's relationship. Improper use of the jewelry meant, meant for, for Yah's tabernacle. And not, and not an idol. And they used it for the wrong thing. So now outside the camp. So Moshe set up his tent outside the camp. And the tent Moshe had was not, was, not, was, not, was not the tabernacle. 
the tabernacle was not built until after the second set of tablets was given. So the tent, the tent was the word ohel in Hebrew. It's the same word used uh, uh, for Moses and the people's tents. So Moses erected the tent for himself. So when the tabernacle was, was erected, the tribes encircled around it. And the tabernacle was inside the camp. Moshe built his tent outside the camp. Amen. Hallelujah. So now, so now, so now, by Israel's covenant uh, being broken with Yah, the covenant was uh, was 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 currently invalid, and we know that the covenant contains blessings and curses, and, and Yah is a is is a he's a he's a he he he's going to reinstitute the covenant, reinstate it. So now, the word says that Yah spoke to Moshe face to face. Spoke to him face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Uh, the, the word face is, is the Hebrew word panayim, which can mean a human or animal face, or it can mean uh, presence. And um, so this verse means he spoke to Yah face to presence. Moses' face to Yah's presence. The idea is that Yah was near and not far away. So the prayer of a believer today is much like how Moshe and Yah communicated, that you speak in his presence now, which is actually good. And so so uh, Yah restores Moses. I'm trying to kind of get through this because we got to get ready. But, but, but Yah, but, but, but Yah uh, he, he, he restores Moses. And when he speaks to Moses in 34, he proclaims his character. He proclaimed 13 attributes of himself. He says that, uh, that, uh, that he, 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 he says he has, he has mercy to the thousand generation. This is an idiom, which means forever. Says that sin will affect the offspring to the third and fourth generation. Which is, which, is, which, which is an idiom, which means that sin will affect the whole household. We got to live right. Amen. Because in that day, the whole household usually consisted of the three, and four, three to four generations. Because you have, you have the, the mother and the father, the grandparents, great-grandparents, and, and the children. And sin usually affected the entire household. Hmm. It does to the same day. Now listen to this. Uh, there's only two ways to know the Most High. I want you all to hear me real well on Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube. There's only two ways you can know the Most High. By His name and by His characteristics. Yahuwah is Yah's name. Excuse me, this might be offensive, but I'm going to say it anyway. Allah is not Arabic for Yah. Not at all. Allah is the ancient moon god. So Yahuwah and Allah are not the same. Allah is a false god. The Quran describes Allah. Allah's characteristics are the exact are the total opposite of Yah's characteristics. 
So I had to, so I had to say that. It was a Yud Hey and a Vav Hey. Yahuwah, Yahweh, Yahweh, Yehovah is how some people pronounce them. That's his name. It's a Yud, it's a Hey, it's a Vav, it's a Hey. Yahuwah Elohim is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger. Yahuwah is, is, Yahuwah is not a title. It's his name. A title is like Mr. or Mrs., Doctor, Congressman. They are not names. They are, they are impersonal titles. They're impersonal. But Yahuwah, Yah, is very personal. He's El. El is the highest God of any pathogen of gods. So he's Yahuwah, the most high. He's the most high. Yahuwah is written in the Old Testament over 6,000 times in the, in the original Hebrew Bible. And Moshe demonstrates how to approach Yah when we sin. Moshe demonstrates how we are to approach Yah when we sin. So here is how. We realize that sin has been committed. We acknowledge our sins and agree with him that we have sinned. Then we ask for forgiveness or restoration. The Hebrews, they, they were not sure that they were forgiven. So, 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 so um, they, 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 they felt stuck. But listen to this. Believers can always be sure that when you repent and turn, that you will be forgiven by the Most High. You have Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, no, excuse me, Yeshua HaMashiach, our Messiah, that was given, that we have our redemption and forgiven sin through. The covenant is remade. The, 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 the golden calf worship broke the first covenant the, 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 here are two conditions that Israel must do for the covenant, to be a part of this covenant. They must not mix themselves with the Canaanites and join them into idolatry. Today's time, we are not to mingle into with the world. Those who don't believe in Yah, those who don't, who, who, who don't believe in the Mashiach, those who live a life, you know what I'm saying, contrary and do civil idolatrous things, we are not to mix into those covenants. We're, not, we're, we're definitely not part of Islam at all. And we must observe uh, the several God-ordained appointment times. He said we got to observe Matzah, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Shavuot. We got to observe uh, uh, his, 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 his appointed times, Passover. And, and when you read verse 17 uh, through 26, it'll cover all, these, all of these. Exodus 34, 17 through 26. Uh, Yah says that Israel is not to make a covenant or a peace treaty with the people of Canaan. They're to destroy the pagan altars, smashing the standing stones, cut down three poles. 
the, the, the tree poles. The tree poles were considered sacred. They were groves or what they call Asherah poles. Or, 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 or Astarte or Ishtar or the fertility goddess. Or Easter. <laughs> they're, not, they're not to observe Easter. But of course we know what uh, Israel did. They, they, they eventually disobeyed and made treaties. Joshua eventually did what, what Yah told him not, not, not to do. They made covenant which allowed the Canaanites king to remain in power if they paid tribute, which they shouldn't have done. And sometimes, it, sometimes Israel did not drive out the people in the, in the name of mercy and kindness. And listen, this disobedience is at the heart of, of Israel today. When Yah speaks, you got to get past you. And I think we don't want to get past us. It's hard for us to get past us because we, ah, uh, but what, but who is right? You or Yah? So Yah is not a God of compromise and tolerance. The Messianic community is not to tolerate false gods, again, such as Allah. We're not to tolerate them. We're not to call what Yah calls evil good. Or vice versa. Like for now, homosexuality, abortion, these things are not good. Period. And we are not to compromise or tolerate that in our congregations. People do all the time. Or we are not to join in to celebrate pagan holidays and observe, for example, Halloween. Most churches have trunk of treats. <laughs> Fall festivals now. Easter. And, 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 or Easter. And they want to put the kids on for Halloween Superman suits and Ninja Turtle suits and think, and think that's okay. That's not okay at all. They want to observe Easter and have a rabbit and hunt eggs. And they want to have the nerve to celebrate the Messiah with Easter. And it has nothing to do with Easter. That's idolatry. If you want to celebrate the Messiah's death, burial, and resurrection, then celebrate Passover. Peace out. <laughs> we are supposed to be a light, not a sword. Y'all cannot glorify our lives if we follow the ways of Satan or the flesh. And because of Israel's disobedience, Yah's presence left them for a time. So think about that. Amen? Hallelujah. In, in, your, in your spare time, go and read. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians. Um, but in your spare time, go and read um, 1 Kings uh, chapter 18, verse 1 through 39. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to read 2 Corinthians uh, 3, 1 through 18, then we're going to end. Because we got to be get ready to transition to our worship service in the, in the, in the second. So Second Corinthians, what did I say three, yeah. verse one through eight. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians three, uh, um, one through eighteen. Are we not are we not staring? Are you sure one through eight? 
Okay, it's, 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 it's one through eight. Are we not starting to recommend ourselves again? Or do we, like some, need letters of recommendation, either to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter of recommendation, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You make it clear that you are, that you are a letter from the Messiah placed in our care, written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living Elohim. Since on stone tablets, not on stone tablets, but on human hearts. Such is the confidence we have through the Messiah toward Yah. It is not that we are competent in ourselves to count anything as having come from us. On the contrary, our confidence is from Yah. He, he, has, he has even made us competent to be workers serving a renewed covenant, the essence of which is not a written text, but the spirit. For, for the written text brings death, but the spirit gives life. Now, if that, now, if that which worked death by means of a written engraved on stone tablets came of glory, such glory that people of Israel could not stand and look at Moshe's face because of his brightness, even though that brightness was already fading away, won't by working on the spirit be accompanied by an even greater glory. Amen. So uh, we're going to get ready to end this part. We're going to transition um, to our worship service. But um, feel free to check out the messages on iTunes, Podbean, uh, our Ahav Love page. Like and share uh, our page on YouTube. Come in if you, if, you, if you want. If you have any questions, feel free to ask questions. You can even go on uh, our website, Ahav Love Ministry. Uh, dot com, and you can also send us an email, uh, and all that, all that is found on, my, on our website and our Facebook page. So we praise y'all for you all. Thank you all for joining us for this Torah class. We're gonna uh, give a word of prayer, and we're gonna um, end. So y'all, we thank you for your mercy and your loving kindness. Thank you, y'all, for uh, keeping us, for blessing us. Thank you for keeping us. Help us to grow in you. Help us to walk in obedience and faithfulness toward you, and not walk in sin. Yeah, we just ask you to forgive us of the things that we've done wrong. Help us to, to just to continue to walk in mercy. And thank you for allowing us to be in your presence. Thank you, Yah, for Yeshua, our Messiah, that has given us life to redeem us. Thank you for making us born again, filling us with your spirit, and giving us eternal life to know you. Thank you for allowing him to reconcile us back to you. We appreciate Yah. We thank you so much for that. We just glorify you, and we thank you in Yeshua's name. Amen. Shalom, everyone.